Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. And today we have a special guest, someone I've had a podcast, you know, baby with earlier in our life. Introduce yourself. <laughs> Hello, I am Ian Lawrence. I'm uh, Adrian's brother that he's never told you about. <laughs> true facts. Uh, I told our colleagues that that wasn't true and they're pissed at me. <laughs> well, good job, man. Listen, you ride on a lie that long and then you expose the truth. See, you messed up. <laughs> I you, just thought... You I Walter just... White did yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, today our topic is essentially... I guess time and change. We were also going to talk about Ian's game that he's in alpha. Am I correct? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're just on like the cusp of going into beta. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Corona Tear. And then we're going to kind of proceed into talking about our lives and change. And I haven't talked to him in like a year or two, almost. Yeah. That's so life. you had a podcast baby together, and then you both abandoned this baby. Uh, it grew up on its own. No, well, okay. yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, okay. it was based off of free time, and we kind of ran out of that free time. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the the premise was extra free time, and then we ran out of our extra free time. Yeah, bit ironic, huh? <laughs> Or just, like, <laughs> purposeful. Like, we knew as long as we had it, we were going to make it. And then we didn't have it, so we didn't make it. I mean, I know we didn't have, like, a farewell episode or anything, but that's because that would mean we planned on not having any time, and this not having any time just kind of fell upon us. I don't know exactly what happened, but, yeah, we just started getting busy. Yeah. And... I mean, that's really what happened. Mm-hmm. Huh. Was this... But I'm sure that kid's all right. Yeah, that it's kid's going right. to be all right. He's not going to grow up with any problems, I, I promise. <laughs> Both parents abandoning him at the age of three months. Rough. That's Yeah, but you know, I hear, I hear that uh, gross character, so that podcast will be fine. <laughs> yeah. My question for you guys is how long have you... You've been doing this for a couple months as well, right? Yeah, we're just about ready to abandon this one, too. Uh <laughs> Good. Oh, great well. I kid, I kid. I just, I just put. We've put a cumulative of like seventy bucks right now into this thing, yes. which yep, is interesting. Never mind our time or energy on the other things, but like physical, seventy dollars. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Putting money where your kind of like interests lie, because mm. like we're planning on some music and we're planning on. Well, she made a website, right? I didn't make a website. My friend Carlene did. Well, she, well, Alex made a website, and then Carly made a website that had a better d domain name than Well, had Wix. a domain name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so we've been doing it since the, like, July? I think. Like, I don't remember when we started, and I'm sure we could figure it out. Yeah, we can literally uh, just look it up, but, you know, we don't have to. July? And then we can do a correction, corrections corner if it's not July. We've, we, we haven't had a correction corner in a while, but I think it's because no one's been correcting us, so that's cool. Here, I got the date. It's August, uh, I think that's 12th. August 12th was our first episode. Yep. Well, shoot. Yeah. No, it was August 11th. Oh, fuck. Are you looking at it now? <laughs> yep. We had an hour conversation August 11th. 
the first episode came out on the 16th, but we did have an hour conversation on the 11th. So that's five days of potential editing. Okay. Anyways, back to the, <laughs> so we've been doing it since then, which okay. right now that's almost two months or a little bit more than two months, two months and 10 days. So yeah, that, yep. that, that pans out if last episode we did was like episode 10, 11 actually. So yeah, we've been doing it for a while. We've been trying to get a lot of like D&D-esque people and some creators that do D&D stuff. And that's the main thing we've been doing. I don't know. Yeah. That's what we've been up to. How about you? How long have you been doing Chrono Tear? Oh my god. Let's see. I scroll up to the top of the Discord and call it good <laughs> from there. Uh, <laughs> but if I had to take a shot in the dark, I would say two and a half years. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's been about that long. I just remember, I knew you were working on it. I just didn't know which person you were in the Discord. And he says, like, yeah, it's the game we came up with. I'm like, we. I, I felt like, like I thought of it with you, but, like, I didn't help you. I don't know. I just didn't feel like I had that kind of creative, like, assistance. Well, because well, we, we had a conversation. And I was like, dude, how dope would it be if there was, like, a Pathfinder with, like, Borderlands? You're like, hey, maybe we can work something out. And I said, okay, let me see if I can't just build some kind of system, mm-hmm. you know, simple system based off of that idea. And then, you know, it'll just take place in the Borderlands setting. Well, never mind that. They've kind of built their own game, but I didn't know they were going to do that. Yeah. But <laughs> that, that idea, like, just it went down. It went downhill and uphill and started taking on a life of its own. It's weird. Is that like it's crazy where it is right now compared to what it was two and a half years ago. I don't know, it's disturbing. But no, I just I remember like I was like, Yeah, we're gonna make this together. And then if it's good enough, I was like, maybe we could just get a couple of, you know, just make a post on Reddit so other people can use it. And then then it stopped being that and I was like, This this is uh this is my rainbow child now and I'm not gonna let it go. <laughs> so Nice. I just think that it's like I just can't comprehend game mechanics because it's such a large field like to, to process because like you have to make sure it's balanced and you have to make sure that it's mm. fair and, you know, the progression makes sense. And the I mean, <laughs> it, it, I remember it started with like a dice roll and then now it's cards or, or I don't know, because it, it, it kind of like changed in iterations yeah. from like one idea to another. Yeah. Okay. So it did, it started off with D sixes. I don't know if you remember that. It started off with D sixes, and then I was like, "Yeah." And then your weapons are different die. And then I stopped hate liking that idea, and I said, "Hey, oh my god, what if it was like a a deck building game?" And I was like, "Okay, let's go down this." And I made what was it? I made a hundred and fifty something individual cards before I gave up on that idea. Oh, <laughs> with man. Custom, yeah, custom art and everything. I, I put my cheeks into that. Don't worry, that's gonna be a future idea. But I met someone named Leo Chong, Chong, Blue Tuesdays, <laughs> awesome guy from Australia. And he was making his own tabletop role playing game, and he kind of helped me streamline everything a little bit more, kind of get it, you know, more focused because. When it was a card game, it was more of a board game than it was anything. And I was like, well, that's not the vibe I want. I was like, I want a continuous RPG that you can just keep going with, over, you know, however long you want. 
And, you know, somehow we found, we ended up in a, like a perfect circle and we're back at D6s. Like, it's weird. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it is. D6s and the only person that rolls something other than a D6 is the, the GM or the rep, aka representative. But, He's got his own uh, fucking lingo. Look yes, at this guy. I do. Can I can I just kind of glaze over the different categories that go into everything? Just glaze over them. Sure, I'll be testing my patience. Let's go, boy. Get, get. Oh, okay. So what you should know is character sheets are all done digitally. Hey, uh, they're on Google Sheets. And Chronotare, the reason why it's called Chronotare is because Resources are extremely depleted in the future, so they mine through time, causing tears and rifts through space. Using these tears and actually pulling things through time and just repurposing them in the future. So someone might be like, hey, here's a gun from the 50s. Let's sell it and put our logo on it and call it ours. Let's see. Oh, and people can get pulled through and whole planets can be pulled through. Yeah, and that's where the madness ensues. So the various things you have your basic character creation instead of classes you have labels the label system is basically it says unfortunately you cannot exist in a society without a label sorry that's just how it is but these labels can be good and bad depending on how you see them labels and their respective label gear affects how you play the game in the setting your label is a class given to you by the system the man the machine ah rage against the machine man down with the system those are the actual notes that I put in the book, by the way. And you will be seen as this thing, unfortunately, until the day you are di- you are dead. Until you are died. They are terminated, contract or not. When choosing a label, it cannot be changed. But what you can do with the label can vary in many different ways, thanks to gear. There are three categories for each label. Support, Assault, Defense, and Defensive. And with gear being able to swap out on the fly, you can prepare for any situation thrown at you. So the setting is a very oppressive setting. It's, ooh, what's the best way to put it? So, I don't know if you get... USA. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, uh, people don't make money anymore. It's strictly value, which is kind of like script in the 1910s, 20s. Basically, if you worked for a company mining, they gave you script instead of money. And they're like, hey, this script is good at any company store that you work for, so long as you use it at the company store that you work for. And yeah, it's just it's a vicious circle where you eventually end up in more debt to the company that you're working for and not actually getting paid. Everything is monetized somehow, some way. Whenever you're like, players have an option to choose to sign a contract at the very beginning of character creation or not. And the contract is usually pretty good. It says, hey, all you have to do is you get a job related to your character's uh, career history. So if you're a cashier, basically all you have to do is sell, like Digitech is one of the mega corporations. Okay, you're a cashier, you're, you're working for Digitech, all you have to do is sell this amount of items, Digitech items, a month, and then you get unlimited lives, you get to respawn every time you die. Hey, so dying isn't an issue for you. You get unlimited food and lodging, you have random rewards given to you periodically, but if you break the contract, we will send bounty hunters. We will end your pretty much your respawning or your reprinting. And these bounty hunters will kill you, terminate you, and take everything that you own or ever possessed. We will then go after your friends, your family, and your, anyone you love. 
and they will become our property. It's it's a crazy fine print. I went through the effort of writing a whole contract system out that people can just replace names with. Let's see traits. Traits are all pretty basic. Instead of instead of rolling d20 or whatever, you roll d6s, and for each threshold in your skill, you get an additional d6 to roll, and you'll take the highest one each time. Yeah, it's as far as systems go, it's not too far from what you would typically play in like D&D, except for like some minor rules. And then perks, perks are where I was like, you know what, I want people to be like super powered. And I, I don't care if it breaks the game. This is where I said, I don't care about breaking the game. I care about fun. The rep or the GM will have the tools needed to like nerf someone who's overpowered. Guarantee you. How do you do it? You end a contract, send a bunch of bounty hunters after them, and then there is a top-tier bounty hunter that I've put in the game for specifically this reason. He is the overpowered of the most overpowered. And be like, okay, your character has gotten overpowered. What do you do? This guy saps away powers. That's what he does. <laughs> so, let's see. Yeah, like, each race has their own perks. Like, the foliar are plant people. They're pretty much... Ooh, what's a, what's a weird way to put it? They're, they're space elves, but they're made out of bark and and vines and their hair is made out of leaves and they have a perk that's called h2 only you don't you don't need healing potions all you need is water uh can heal yourself once a day just by drinking water uh you can also regenerate lost limbs because of it so a groot or ent situation yeah very much like that mechans they're the oldest race in the in the game and they were they were built by the long forgotten dwarfs that people believe are myth but they are robot people with their living biometal robot people and they they need to eat breathe drink same same way every other race does they're definitely the more lore heavy race that i have humans earth got blown up but rather than going for the middle of the road humans they're so like think of uh D. so humans they're like okay well they're pretty much your jack of all ace of none well uh humans are actually the more wise out of all of them because they were built on survival and i, I don't know i feel like i was like i gotta give humans humankind a little bit more credit we've we've gone through a lot look at 2020 and somehow we're still functioning question mark i think so I was like, give, we'll <laughs> give us some more We'll find out after this year. We'll find out. I know. So yeah, they have perks. Willpower, adaptive, opportunist, which opportunist is the biggest dig towards us. With all good of human nature comes the bad. Taking advantage of a situation is no real consequence to you so long as you make it out on top. Either for yourself or for those you care about, an opportunity is an opportunity. Once a day, you may use a reaction to take a full turn instead of at the cost of not being able to do anything your next turn. So yeah, and reactions are pretty much, if you're about to get hit and it's going to jack you up, you can use a reaction to say, I dodge it. That's, that is exactly what it's meant for. Because the system is, it's pretty punishing. You don't have a lot of health, but there's a lot of stuff in play to keep you alive. And yeah, the, the monsters that I've written, I think I have, I have a hundred individual creatures and mobs written. I have three whole planet settings written written out there's a there's a planet that has just been completely burnt out and depleted so if you want to have a fallout setting you absolutely can this is the planet this is your fallout dystopia planet 
you have Desdos, which is a utopia, but like it has a ton of crime. So if you want your cyberpunk setting, you would probably do it on Desdos. If you want your Borderlands settings, uh, you you would do it on. Uh, I think I put it on Europa. Yeah, Europa. Yep. And I, I, the reason why I wrote so many planets was because I was like, in case people want to do different settings, and then I even have a rule system for people who want to make their own planet and put into you know, to make their own setting. Like these are the kind of things that you should consider including. And the biggest thing I'm working on right now is figuring out how to make it to where a GM can play with their players and still be surprised by the setting. So pretty much a choose your own adventure that can include the GM so they can play as a group. And it's like you have a list of things that you would roll for and this is the this is the encounter that's gonna be set up for you. And it's already predetermined. And it's a matter of I want to figure out how to do that. It just it that's probably going to be the most complicated part about all of this. I feel. Sorry, I rambled. I love talking about this. Okay, <laughs> it's a lore-heavy system, but it encourages freedom of character creation because I didn't want to restrict anyone in being like, if you're a warrior, you can only ever be a warrior, and you know this is what you are. So get over it. Um, even though it kind of does that anyway. It's weird. It's weird. It, it's to go into each minute detail would take hours and hours of time. But yeah, <laughs> hurt. No, I'm just. I'm really excited that, <laughs> listening to you talk about it. Well, thank you. I hope my uh, excitement doesn't come off as cheesy. It's just we have, well, me, couple, couple friends, uh, and a few play testers, which they don't realize that. Uh, I'm kind of like floating a lot of the system rules and then just putting in what worked and what didn't with mm. each session. But as far as I can tell, everyone's actually enjoying the system so far. And right now, all I have to do is add weapons and some perks, and then we can definitely go into beta. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy where it's at. By the way, guys, I openly welcome both of y'all to playtest Chrono Tear. At any given time. Yeah, I'd be down to pretend like I know what I was doing. Sorry, I I, I came back. What? Playtest? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just saying, I, I invite both of y'all to playtest. I have one more setting I need to flesh out. the. So right now, everyone who's playtesting is helping me flesh out a lore a thousand years before everything actually takes place in the game. So their characters have like some kind of actual input of what's going to happen. Gotcha. With a, with a lot of it. So I have like a few more settings in mind that I need to cover. So do. the alpha is the lore episode, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Cool, um, cool, cool. And I have a crap ton of recordings of me rambling like a madman. Just so <laughs> notes. <laughs> do you have like this recording going on during your playing? Just like, that is so fucking cool. Write this down right now. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's more like... I record it, and then if I have a moment that I was like, oh, dude, that was dope, I just write it off to the side. I'm like, okay. And then, pray to God, I remember to look at that note. The worst part is I'm not extremely organized. <laughs> <laughs> that has made this whole process so much harder for me. Yikes. No, I completely understand that. I am not organized at all. Uh, currently, my work desk is just, they give me, like, binders worth of papers, and I, I don't have any 
thing to divide them in my drawers, my cabinets. So I'm just sitting there until I can figure it all out. Well, that's rough. It is rough. It's starting to tower a little. It's like those episodes where you see your then boss just like drop a shit ton of paperwork on the employee's front desk. That's what it feels like. It's not that much. It's just like, Jesus. hey, you need to fucking learn this. They're not mean. They're really fucking nice. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, to me, it's a lot. So I just like, you need to fucking learn this or else uh, you're going to be falling behind. And <laughs> I've, I was behind by like three or four days and now I'm only behind... Tomorrow I'll be behind two days, which isn't that much stuff yet, because they're slowly just handing me my caseload. So this is gonna be fun. Well, progress is a good thing to have. Oh yeah, you know? it's necessary. Gotta have a dent somewhere. <laughs> How is the little one? I'm sorry I'm gonna talk about this on the podcast, but I just, I just, I, I want to know. I haven't, I haven't seen you, you dare bring my clone into this. How dare you? Shut up. <laughs> Uh, she's great man she's freaking awesome like her name is elwin i will brag about this kid all day she sounds like a lord of the rings character and i didn't even come up with that name her mom did and she doesn't even care for lord of the rings it was hilarious it worked out for me anyway um <laughs> think, like she's got like eight teeth right now and she's standing up on her own and she i mean she's basic she's a rona generation she's strong as heck <laughs> no man she's I don't know. She's cool. Like this is—it's very interesting to just watch this alien-esque-looking baby grow from like some kind of weird worm to a living human. It's cool. <laughs> yes, weird worm is the proper nounage for that. <laughs> she was she was my beautiful weird worm when she was born, and I was so proud. Look, they do look like weird worms. <laughs> Absolutely. So I have my sister has a baby, so I have a nephew. They better say weird um, worm. I see him like once a week, so it's really weird to see that. Like, I get a week comparison, and she just lives through it. So like, I'm sure she doesn't tell all the little tiny differences, <laughs> but like, every time I see him, it's like a new being is there, and he's army crawling. Well, the last time I saw him, so two weeks ago. He was army crawling everywhere. So not crawling where his knees are underneath his hips, just like pulling his hands like some sort of baby zombie monster, <laughs> which I didn't know they did. I didn't know they did. <laughs> yeah. Did the thing. Yeah. There's, there's nothing like, okay, so dad's story here. So I put her to, she takes a nap in her like swing and I'm like, okay, well, she should be good for about an hour, whatever. It was like, gives me time to clean. And I leave her swinging. Things are dead quiet. And all I hear is just <laughs> coming from her door. I was like, what the <laughs> crap is going on? I open it up and she's just at the door pounding on it. I said, what the crap? How'd you get out of your swing, you little creep? She's just looking at me like, hey. I've evolved past the swing, and you need to figure out a better way to bind me, you fool, for I am unleashed. My rage knows no bounds. <laughs> oh, boy, that's that's so, like, the kid is evolving before your eyes. Like, the swing can contain me no longer. It is my time. My legs take me to the door. And I, I look forward to it. I told my wife, I said, I want to train her to be able to assassinate me at some point so she could absorb my powers you know i was like that's the only way i'll be able to die with pride and be like my kid got me dude nope we had an epic battle on top of a building it was great i love it like, 
This is what we look forward to. Okay. Oh, I do, not her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technically, this still is in changing through time, so I guess we're still on point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Listen. What? Like, if you think about it, uh-huh. uh, given the fact that t- 2020 is a thing, I'm going to keep bringing it up, unfortunately. I'm sorry, guys. No, don't worry 2020 about it. 2020 has wrecked shop. <laughs> but, dude, this has been like, like the past, even the first six months of this have been like super life-altering. It's insane. Talk about the good first, you know. I had a daughter, man. I became a, I became a dad. You know, 20, 2020 kind of kind of gifted me with that and i'm very happy about it and at the same time as, as 2020 giveth 2020 taketh away so i i mean i lost my job two months after she was born things got like super super hard but i don't know at the same time i've been this whole time i've just been able to be a stay-at-home dad and just take care of my my kid you know so it's like a really grateful kind of experience like i don't know looking back at it i didn't think I'd appreciate it as much as I've, I have, but this is it's a pleasant surprise. <clears throat> That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, of course. All that I- has to be weird as a parent to have this new thing happen in this like time, where 2020 isn't going to be like the year we were all stuck inside because of quarantine or because of COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Even though that's probably the biggest thing to happen worldwide or, you know, in the world, I guess. Yeah. Worldwide. That's what I meant. (laughs) Globally, worldwide, you know, yeah, yeah, it is the world. But like for people with new babies, that's like your, your baby was born and especially your first one, like the first baby, you know, that changes it entirely for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, it was terrifying. Like, because of all the you know the restrictions that started happening like i remember being skeptical to even take her around new family members i was just like i don't want anyone touching her because i don't know what everyone else is doing and you know eventually my dad had to go hey you know that's that's my grandkid i really want to see her i was like i i know trust me i know but i don't even know what her immune system is like i don't know what babies can do I mean, up to this point, I don't even know whenever she's supposed to be like, stop, stop drinking milk. I still just keep giving her milk and like baby food. It's weird. They don't <laughs> give you like a guide. And then they especially didn't have a 2020 guide, you know? And it was just like, uh, shoot. A few weeks ago, my wife actually tested positive for COVID 19. She's a teacher. And so we're quarantined in a house. And. She's separated off in a room by herself, and then I'm doing dad duty and, you know, husband duty and taking care of her while I'm also trying to make sure little Elwin doesn't catch anything. You know, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. It's, it, it has been some of the most stressful experiences, but, like, some of the most rewarding experiences at the same time. I, it's hard to describe. I keep saying this, but, yeah, I just think that, you know, how you're taking this on and... Your experience through this like really fucking rough time and this really beautiful time at the same time it's like you have this like bittersweetness about 2020 in in general that like it's yeah. giving you so much and taking so much at the same time and it's it's not like it's like equaling out you're feeling both extremes at the same time so it's just, like it feels like it's emotionally tiring for you or something it, yeah it is it's um 
I mean, I've I've had my escapes. You know, it's um, you know, I hop on, you know, Fallout or Skyrim, or I write something for Chrono Tear, or you know, there's various different things to kind of get my mind off of it. But you know, at the at the beginning of a new day, you still got to wake up, and you still got to handle responsibilities. You can't you can't really can't can't neglect them. Can't can't really ignore the fact that hey, you know, you're dead and you still don't have a job yet. But it's which me and my wife we we had this talk going over like pretty much a a stay a stay at home dad is still a lot better than a not at all dad. Which I've I don't know like I'm happy that she's as strong as she is and she's I mean we live in 2020 man like things. Things don't have to be the social norm. Sometimes, sometimes you can be the stay-at-home dad, and this is, you know, kind of what we've been talking about. Kind of get me on the path of just focusing on Chrono Tear, because, I mean, we're so close to talking to a publisher. I just have to get a few things ready, and then, I mean, we can you know, kind of launch something that I would like to see kind of grow from just being a game to, you know, multiple different things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what happens next with it. Awesome, man. I think that this change through time is just really rough for a lot of us. Mm. And I I kind of took an L, I guess, <laughs> in the summer when I was just like, I can't keep surfing. Hmm. I was just like, I can't. Uh, this, I like, I can't. I'm not get. I didn't get into grad school this year. So I'm like, fuck, I just, I can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result, you know? The definition of insanity. So I'm like, I'm going to try to find a job with my degree finally, because it took me a while to get it, and it cost a lot of money, so why not <laughs> use it? <laughs> and uh, I was jobless. I had money for a little bit, and then I just kept looking, and my friend kind of like, hey, just come down to uh, buttfuck nowhere Alpine and, and apply, and I'm like, okay. And I got the job, and then I still didn't believe it. And I got hired on the job, and I still didn't believe it. And they said, come in tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, I only have two pairs of clothes, and let's do this. <laughs> so that was a fun time. So I, I, I didn't think I was going to get that far. Oh, and also I made it the side hobby, because I didn't think there was... I thought I had more time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, that's... I the, mean, it's good to see you do that, dude. It really is. I was super proud whenever I was like, dude, he's doing something other than serving. That's great news. <laughs> no, yeah, it just wasn't for me. I, don't, I wasn't making the money that the big dogs were making because they had all these social skills because everyone's so freaking needy in the Gerderms, uh service industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, boy, we've had, we've got some stories, you know? Yeah, like the one time that I did the thing, it sucked. Uh, that's all the time. Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? I just, fudge. I just remember, I, I tried my darndest to make this table happy. They requested everything. This is about in San Antonio, and that they get their check. I do everything. I guess end it with a smile, and uh, and they gave me nothing. And I'm like, mm. that sucks. And then next time I see them, I'm like, oh, 
I got them again the second time in a row and they're just looking at me like, oh, hi, we get you again. And I'm like, why are you talking so happy? You're just going to give me nothing. Like, <laughs> what do you want? So I grit my teeth and this time they tip. It's still not 10%, but they tipped. And I'm like, this is weird. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what's the, what is with these people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could go back to serving because I'm a lot more vindictive than what I was. <laughs> That's a new thing about me. Very vindictive. Yikes. Hey, Alex, have you ever served? Um. Yes, I did. In fact, the last time I served, I worked at... Oh, what's that stupid restaurant on 50th and Slide in Lubbock? The Copper Caboose? Yes. Whoa, my God. That could not have been fun. <laughs> oh, my God. And I got put, because of my, my whatever, my schedule, I got put in those three tables that are right next to where all the games are. Mm. And so people, like, families park it. And they're there for an hour to an hour and a half, taking up valuable real estate. And I always got tipped shit. But I was also working at Sheridan's at the time. So I was okay, like, financially. It just sucked. Because I would work for, I don't know, five hours. And I would make nothing. And so it was miserable. Absolutely not. I... You couldn't get me back to serve. I don't think you could get me back to wait tables in any way, shape, or form. Like, I'm good with never being in the food industry again. Same. I think I could do it, but I don't want to, though. I got a degree for a fucking reason, you know? <laughs> stupid kid's afraid to leave his stoop. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, no, and I think there... So, I worked at... I worked in tech, and I... The second job I had as a full-time employee after I graduated required you to have a master's degree, but it ultimately really turned into a personal assistant position, and I wanted to kill myself. I was like, I literally fought my way to get through school. I am not here to be your personal assistant. I am not here to help you book your tickets and then perfectly organize them in the stupid little binder because you can't do it yourself. But what really killed me was two events. One, she asked me to print out a soup recipe for her uh, while I was working. Okay. And I was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. I just had to find a soup recipe and print it out on my printer for my supervisor. I was like, okay, fine. Like I'm done. Like I'm finding a new job. And then the second time was she pulled me for a one-on-one -on -one and asked me, you know, if I was enjoying it and all these things. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. And she goes, I just don't understand why you're in this position. You're just such a smart person. I think you're just doing the wrong thing. I really think you should find something else to be doing. Like you're such a good teacher. You should go teach. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me like please don't tell me that i'm <laughs> overqualified for the shit that i'm doing for you because i fucking know oh ain't that nice yep and so i found a new job very i i worked there from february to november oh, and shit. i was that's it i was done so yeah just i i just hope that she just needed like a tomato basil soup like 
it was like a potato soup like a potato crock pot soup yeah in a crock pot in a crock pot so something that requires zero attention to begin with what the crap (laughs) yep this fish this fish right here i mean you know lessons learned yeah well you know (laughs) maybe maybe they were learned i don't know I mean, I'm better at reading job postings now because if there's anything that, like, resembles any sort of, like, assistant work, I'm out. I'm, nope. I'm not doing, I'm not anybody's assistant. I need an assistant. Like, I'm absolutely sick of job applications. I'm so sick. (laughs) Like, okay, overqualified. I was like, okay, let me, let me apply to Geek Squad. I was like, I have cybersecurity experience. I have, have IT experience. I'm actually in school for cybersecurity, blah, 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 blah. Like, within an hour, they turned me down. I was like, how dare you? I am the golden god of Geek Squad. You do not deny me. And then I slooped into my corner. and I just shut up and then continued to play Skyrim for the next five hours. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so fucking tough. Like, once you get denied, it's hard to get back on that stoop. Because I was there for a while. Like I, I, as soon as I got the no, I was just like, um, but I, I got the degree. I'm, I'm pretty mm. much as qualified as the girl that just recommended me. But why? And she's like, like, and because they said, oh, we'll get back to you in a week. And I'm like, Are you f-? and it's like a week and a half. And I'm like, I got a better email them. And then I emailed them the next week. And I emailed them the next week. And I emailed them the next week. I'm like, I know I'm not getting it, but I gotta get an answer from them because I'm not gonna stop until they give me the dang courtesy. Of like, no, you didn't get it, okay? You're not going to just put me on Ghost on a job application, okay? I expect better from you. <laughs> For real. No, I just... Yeah, I, I think I am, at this point, I'm fully committed to just... I'm a, I'm a make Chrono Tear. And then I'm going to make several add-ons for Chrono Tear because I have too much that I'm sitting on to put into one book. And then after that, I'm going to make that stupid... Chrono Tear game card thing that worked. And hopefully, one that works. If it doesn't, I'll just do something else with it entirely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I just I'm gonna do that, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna be a proud writer, and you know who knows? Just maybe just start working for Wizards of the Coast, and then be like, okay, guys, thanks, <laughs> thanks. I was tired of job hunting for something with computers, and now I get to write lore. Just put Which that. that just apply dope. right now, and then apply afterwards. Just, just drop those applications. I know. Like, See, you need to listen to the Carlos Crit episode. Yes. Carlos then, Crit. Yes. Oh yes. It's so inspirational, and he also says apply for that position, <laughs> that specific position you just talked about. That's funny. Okay. I mean, it's shoot. I mean, it's worth something, guys. Like. Yeah, I mean, any shot is better than no shot, I suppose. Uh, look, I mean, after I, you listen to that episode, you're not going to, like, sound like maybe, whatever. You're going to be like, yes, let's do it! <laughs> Inspiration! We drink it for breakfast! No, pretty much. <laughs> I, I absolutely adore that episode. Uh, it is. It wasn't any of us. It was him and his inspiration, and I don't know if I could... <laughs> I mean, I will top that. But right now, I think it's the top. Until we, us, right now, we get it together. 
I do like that we are pimping our own podcast for somebody else to listen to. Like, we'll, we'll cu- I'll cut this out so it's not. So- <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you know what? Don't cut it out. Show that. Show that arrogance. Show that. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's it's like he he was like you know I don't get to talk that often and I'm like it's so good just keep going. It's our longest fucking episode and I had to yeah. edit that shit. I was up until three a.m. I'm supposed to go yeah. to bed at ten or else I can't. It's just bad. It feel good though, doesn't it? <laughs> Whenever you finally get it all edited, it makes you feel good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got. I feel like I have to go re-edit the old episodes because I'm like so much better than I was before. No, no, no. You can't go re-edit your art. It's I just. Have it. to. There's Best. so many. Um. You have to. No, you just have to accept it because it was where you were at the time, and if you keep trying to go back and re-edit it, then it's just going. You're going to keep trying to go back because you've learned new things, and then Preach. you've learned new things again. And then you're going to go back and try. It's art. Like, you have to just allow it to exist in all of its faults and all of the ugliness that you maybe present it to the world. But it's not ugly in that manner. It's, you know, it's it's your growth and your ability to learn. And you learned how to do new things. Our growth over time. Out. Yeah. I mean, it, it. that's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to do. And especially as an artist, like just let it go. You can't just redo it every single time that you've learned a new skill. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with reposting, however. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I, I, I see your uh I see, I see your uh your your positioning. Uh and I like it. I like it. I concede to that. I'll take that middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's all about compromise. Yeah, exactly. Have you, Alex, felt like you've changed over these last uh, 2020 corona year, months, month years, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) Uh, It has been nothing but a catalyst for me identifying a lot of different things that maybe were negatively affecting my life that I was doing myself. So any like the self-sabotage personality traits I was hiding behind yeah 2020 absolutely has busted down those blinders and said hey bitch get back on track because we got things to do yeah i've seen you starting to like you posting like look i lost an inch the other day i did so (laughs) through my workout i know i lost an inch on my waist that means absolutely nothing else in any other terms than i've lost an inch on my waist i'm still the same weight I everything else is the same I just happen to have gone in which is is fine and I'm going through those struggles of like when I'm a middle-class white girl who was brought up in the suburbs so there is some issue with like food and eating and my self-image because hashtag white girls but aside from that part which is you know a 31 years of issue just opening up all those things that I didn't really want to talk about so like my relationship with my partner has gotten better because I have been open and honest with myself about the ways I actually feel and that was the first that's the first step like I blamed a lot of things on other people or like oh I would have been more open had this this and this happened but no I wasn't open with myself and like how I actually felt 
and maybe identifying that I'm super sensitive and that's not a bad way to be, but allowing myself to just live in those emotions and live in those feelings, I have become more aware of how I feel about other people and what I think about, you know, this, this, and this. I've also, we talked about self-harm, you know, a couple episodes ago, and I'm not going down deep in that, but I did it as a, as a middle schooler thought about it in high school and all of that. And then I was like, Oh, well, I grew up out of that. There's no big deal. Like I'm fine. I, I don't, I'm not that kid anymore. But like in the last couple of months, I've realized that I might not be doing it physically, but I'm doing it emotionally to myself in different ways. So I don't know how, how deep I want to get into this, but you know, some of those, those avenues. Okay. So here, I'll, here's, uh, drinking. I am not a good alcohol drinker. I look like I'm having a fun time. I may seem a little more excited and jubilant and like, I just want to dance. But internal monologue is an asshole. Like my internal self is like a monster trapped in like a dancing girl's body. Mm. And so that may, that is another way that I'm self-harming myself. Like I know when I drink alcohol, that's what happens. And so I would still drink alcohol because it was, you know, easier to, to do. But I mean, is that not just, is that not just self-harm? And so... Being able to like see those things and how maybe I may not be physically doing things like that, but I am emotionally doing the same thing and they're giving me the same results and that's a safe place to feel. Like I know how that feels in my life. I know what that makes me feel, but allowing myself to just be comfortable in knowing that I feel a lot of things and it's okay to feel a lot of things and it's okay to talk about those things. And if you're honest with yourself, if I'm honest with how I actually feel, then I'm more likely to be more open and understanding to the way that other people feel around me. Mm. So I have more authentic relationships and more authentic conversations because I took that first step of being like, hey, bitch, let's let's get it together. Amazing. I love it. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a strong conclusion to come to. And it's. I think I think the worst thing anyone could do to themselves is deny the opportunity for change or deny the opportunity to not deny an opportunity but not recognize exactly where the issue is coming from especially whenever you yourself are the issue that sorry I'm, I might go on a bit a bit of a tangent which is <laughs> listening to you kind of like spurred this you know kind of thought it's just a matter of figuring out how to word my words. Let's put it in a creative sense. So right now, I absolutely hate, hate drawing my own characters for Chrono Tear or for, you know, some D&D campaign I'm a part of. And it's not, it's not necessarily because, you know, I'm horrible at drawing them. It's because I'm nowhere near where I want to be. So I absolutely refuse to get better because I feel like I've hit a peak. And I mean, maybe I'm talking myself straight up right now, but <laughs> I know it requires time in order to make a change. 
and to put in that time and to put in that energy just so I can learn how to draw a nose a little bit better, but not exactly where I want it is discouraging to me. And I have no idea why. Maybe it's because I'm like, well, if I do that, I'm going to hit another peak. And then here I, I'm still, I'm basically still stuck in the same spot where I just don't want to want to waste a quote unquote waste the time, you know, whenever I could put it into anything else when really, you know, with all the free time I've had lately, I don't have a real excuse to keep on denying that change. And it's hard to just admit to yourself that this is an issue. This is something that you have refused to improve upon, to change, to stop, to grow from. And and because of it, you're going to find yourself stuck and stagnant. And I, I think about, I think about just, just where I've come as from two years ago, Ian, to now. Two years ago, Ian would not have been able to have been a father. Absolutely not. Very, very impatient, very, very stubborn, very ready to argue. And it took time being around my wife to, to learn to, be patient to learn to repeat yourself over and over and over again to learn to accept flaws and mistakes and be okay with them and those are qualities that you need as a dad because Elwin being a baby I can't just I can't you can't yell at a child every time they're doing something wrong it's insane it is it is absolutely insane it's horrible parenting if you're yelling at your kid Every time they grab a piece of paper they aren't supposed to grab, stop. Straight up. You know, it's you you have to you have to sit there, you have to keep an eye on them. And when they cry, you gotta be back and call. You know, I mean you're you're a server. Somehow I ended up being a server <laughs> But you know, you're responsible for human life. And it's it's so much more than just making sure they grow up. It's there is a responsibility to raise a decent human being, and it is reflected on the parents tremendously. Because if my daughter goes out there being hateful to strangers, it doesn't it doesn't look bad on her. It looks bad on her parents and the upbringing. Because even now, I think of you know some some racist guy who's just so set in his ways because his grandpa was like that and his granddaddy's daddy was like that, and it's just. It, it, it baffles me how people how people can be okay with things remaining the same, you know, for as long as, you know, they have. And I, I don't know, I just, <clears throat> Michael Jackson said it best, start with the man in the mirror. He, that's, <laughs> that's the best way to do it. And no, it's, it's hard. It's always, change is hard. But when, when you put in the time to do it, the reward is spectacular. And I don't think that's going to mean I'm going to be drawing faces to get better anytime soon. But because I'm not going to take my own advice sometimes. But it's art. <laughs> no one's going to hate me for that. But I'll apply it to my personal attitude towards things. <laughs> no, it, it truly is hard to take your own advice. Because like, it sounds so good. But like when you get your own emotions involved, it's just like, it's so frustrating. Ugh. <laughs> Who said that intellectual thing? Fuck that guy. It was me. Fuck me. <laughs> Dude, I probably got off a quote from Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> no, it's 
it's been hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that point, the only person you're really letting down, right? If you're not improving your art, the only person you're letting down is yourself. Yeah. Like, and that's sad that that's the way it is and that we're just okay with just letting ourselves down. Like if, you know, you telling me that you don't want to draw be like, bitch, go draw like 10 minutes every day, go. And that's that, you know, those the type of people that you really want to have around you that are going to be supportive, even if you're like, well, I'm just going to let myself down. Well, no, you're not going to do that. Because if I told you I was going to do that, you'd also be upset at me. So like, here's, here's where that accountability friend comes in. But yeah, you just I can let myself down. No big deal. Bye. <laughs> we're, we're all in this circle of just like, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. But me, I'm different and I get to fuck off and do nothing. Okay. <laughs> and we're just going to be yelling at each other. <laughs> the rest of the podcast to do the thing. <laughs> like I should be working out. Um, but I haven't. Do I have an excuse? No, I woke up early and I just sat on my phone for an hour and a half. And then went to work. That's not healthy. But also, I should have been wow. asleep for another hour and a half. Why did I wake up? I feel like I was just called out just now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Ian, that's not healthy. I'll, I will find you. <laughs> and then I'll hang out with you. And we're going to have a real good time. And then I'm going to bring this up. And then, and then you're going to regret this. No. I, I do think... Which it shouldn't be this way, but I don't know if maybe it's just a gener- you know our generation kind of thing. But it was always nice to have someone hold you accountable to something because it meant like oh if I don't do this thing, this person's gonna be pretty disappointed in me. And it's it's a weird I don't know maybe it's just me, but it's a good kind of encouragement to make me go okay let me just plow this out so I don't have to hear anything, even if it's for the worst possible reason. If you are doing something that actually helps you in the long run. I think, I don't know. There's, there has to be some kind of good to come from it. Cause okay. So the gentleman, Leo Chung, the, uh, the guy who made parcelings, yeah. uh, how he helped me out was one. I had an example to kind of go based off of whenever I was making Chrono tear. I had no idea what steps to follow. I just was like, I'm going to make a system and here's a bunch of information and it's all scattered guys. I would, so after this, I'm going to send you guys the old Chrono Tear notes. And they are so discombobbled. It's crazy. It's disgusting. But this guy, this guy is like my hero for this. Because in in the past year, I've seen him go from alpha to beta, or mainly from early beta to Kickstarter. And then now it's it's going to be, it's in the process of being released. And he's made a, you know, I mean, I guess almost like an agenda of, of things to go based off of before you can actually uh, hit check marks. And that was something that I was missing. And, you know, this isn't this isn't information you can just Google. What should I do when I'm making my own game? Step one. Uh, you know, it, it's that thing. It's not going to come up, which I would love to write that guide. But I still don't think it would help anyone because it's it is really something that you learn through experience and through other people who have experienced the same thing. And it's just, it's, it's really, I'm excited for where my project has gone to, which, sorry guys, 
I, I love this thing. This is when I say this is my rainbow child it is because I put my my pot of gold and my leprechaun and my hopes and dreams and wishes and unicorns in this thing because it is everything that I want in a tabletop role playing game. And it the time that it took to get there, it it's almost like raising a separate child. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird, but I wanted to make something that would be fun for Elwyn to play whenever she was a little bit older and even something that I can get my wife into, which she knows barely anything about tabletop role-playing games, but you know, she's going to play it anyway, because I probably made her and I, I wanted it to be new player friendly and I also wanted it to be over the top. And, but all these wishes, I mean, even then have to still be reeled in because it's all going to go into one tiny little book. And it it really took someone to help, kind of like keep keep me within the lines whenever I was coloring this bad boy out. So yes, I will one hundred percent give a lot of credit to Leo because he helped me out a lot. And I think having having people hold you accountable and look out for your better interest is a very important thing to have, whether if you're a what's it called a introvert or not, you know keep those people around you yeah i think i don't know i mean i agree with you you know having someone kind of hold you accountable kind of works for me like i don't go to the gym unless i'm going with somebody it's really Mm. tough for me to just like i'm gonna go by myself i mean if they missed a day maybe i'll go by myself but it's that much harder to push me there but if i'm like someone's relying on me to like i said i'd be there and my word is kind of bond and i will go but my word to myself is not as bond as like, I'll go maybe cause I'll throw in that clause just to get around it. But yeah, it, it, I, I do agree with that statement. And we, we tried at the very beginning to get some accountability stuff, but we kind of, I mean, life got hectic. I, I had to move and we have the document of being an accountability buddy, <laughs> but we have, we, I, I was trying to flesh it out to kind of like gamify it, but I haven't worked on it since because I've just been busy trying to, get a hold of my life <laughs> ironic isn't it <laughs> very much i so. can justify that one a little bit more because we were trying to balance a lot of things of like getting our schedules figured out about the podcast and you got a new job and you know just trying to figure out really what we wanted to do which took a lot of extra effort so you know in the time where we talked about being accountable we have created episodes, we've created a website, we have a Twitter, we have strangers who are listening to us that are not just people that you and I know. So although we have lofty goals, we have that still there. It's not like it's gone away. And for the record, my working out goal has actually been achieved. But I do have somebody else that yells at me if I'm not doing it. And I have two people, in fact, because I'm paying for a personal trainer. So my husband wants me to make sure that I'm using that money for <laughs> actually doing the yeah. thing. And then I also am supporting my trainer. But what's easier for me, right? It's not about me. It's about if I'm doing my training, I'm doing my workouts, I'm following my things, then my trainer looks like they're doing a good job. So once again, it's not about me looking better or feeling better or, you know, finding new clothes or finding a new, it's, it's about 
me showing off what other people can still do. <laughs> so, okay. Then question for y'all. Since So this podcast is like your rainbow child, I would assume, right? You oh, yeah. It's starting to grow that way. We're not two so, and a half years into it, but like we're starting to look like big picture and stuff and try to see where we can go from and what like stepping stones we have to get to get there. Well, that is that's a freaking awesome thing to do. And I totally believe that is the right mindset to go into something that like people say, don't don't treat it like it's going to be something big, you know, uh, treat it like it's just a small little hobby, whatever. I think people who say that have, are giving the wrong advice. Treat it like it is going to get something big, because if you don't believe it'll get big, no one else will. So what are let's let's talk rainbow child goals. What would you guys love to see this podcast turning into like the pinnacle of this podcast? Pinnacle? I mean, that's like the top, right? Yeah, the top. <laughs> Joe Rogan experienced the top. <laughs> God. Um, do you have an answer for this, Adrian? Because I, I do. Go do it. You do it first. I've been, I'm too busy thinking about um the steak in front of me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Meat boy. <laughs> That's fair. Feed him, please. Okay. So ultimately, what I would love to see is us grow to a point where we could have something like a nonprofit and be able to support other creators, other entities, other things in Adrian's friend who's passed away in their name, you know, talking and obviously there's a level of that we'd have to get approval and all of those things. But I think, you know, Adrian has that, that connection with somebody else who played Dungeons and Dragons. And so I think connecting those things for us to be able to help other people grow maybe their games maybe we're raising money for youths to be able to play dungeons and dragons i would love to be able to you know do that right sort of the uh extra life idea and feel where you can play the video games online and you know you can stream like that for our podcast i would love to continue to have these conversations with new people and keep our feet, you know, both moving forward and talking to bigger creators, but also reaching out to people who are on our personal level and really supporting, you know, different, I guess, different creators through our podcast of like giving them a platform to talk about what they want to talk about because it's fun to hear about people who have been doing this. You know, we talk about critical role a lot. It's fun to hear about what their experiences are, but they've done it for so long. They've honed in their craft that it's different to hear about somebody who maybe is playing a homebrew that they are playing with their family and friends. And that struggle is more relatable to somebody who maybe is starting out as a DM. And so I would love to hear from the bigger people. Yes, obviously you're, you've got done, you're doing it at an expert level. You're, making your living off of it. Cool. But for me to start off, it's going to be an easier jump to talk about, to talk to or listen to somebody about a homebrew that they've created and see that, you know, it's not just somebody who is a trained actor. It's not just somebody who has been doing this for 30 years. It could be, you know, somebody else closer and I can see it my, could be myself. you listener. It could be you. <laughs> 
And, you know, having this platform, you can support different things and shed lights. We've had really great conversations about people of color and we're going to be talking about women in gaming. And that's a lot of stuff that does go unnoticed and gets, mm. you know, just dumped over because there are a thousand other things to talk about. But that's one more set of voices talking about important issues and inviting people who maybe don't feel like they should be in, they are invited or they don't have a place at the table to have a place at the table. Like we're making space, like move the fuck over. We got this. Give these people a try. I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, while you're at it, do you guys think you can uh, uh, scare away the people who still believe that Dungeons and Dragons is purely demonic? (laughs) We can can try, but I don't know. If we could do that, we'd be making a lot of money. Guys, okay, side note. Go. I was totally, okay, so I'm a youth teacher over at my church, right? Well, I use D&D to teach a lot of my lessons. Well, my friends were like, hey, let's throw a D&D themed party for Ian and his baby. And I was like, yay, sweet. It was so nice. I posted pictures. I got sat down because I played Dungeons and Dragons. From Yeah, I got sat down for my church. I was like, are you serious? And they said, yeah, until you're done playing that game, we can't let you teach again. I was like, uh, I'm never going to stop playing that game. In fact, it's probably just going to be called Narnia the next time you hear it because it's the same thing. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Ah. Uh. It's weird. Sorry. I've got a lot of feelings about the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> but it's the same. And I don't... I think that's a level of being insecure within your own feelings. Mm. Or in the ability to see other perspectives. I think a lot of people forget that religion, like the main religions, the bigger ones that we all talk about, those were all based off of other religions that are now seen as witchcraft or or paganry like that that's where that's where it came from right all of the people in ireland were druids and and you know pagans and then people who thought christianity was a better idea came over and said hey the things that you're worshiping actually we'll just give them different names and here's how we're gonna apply it right the, the law, laws of three show up in all of these different religions. Please, you cannot tell me that that's not a singular idea, idea around everybody. Like, it doesn't matter what society you're in. You've got something like that. Promise. And congratulations. Because of your open-minded thinking, you'll never be able to teach again. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's all right. You know, and there's no there's no reason to be scared of hearing about another way of life or another another religion if you're so rooted in your own religion then you're not going to be shaped like you're not going to be turned off there's you're not going to be removed from the religion it's still there but then you have maybe a broader knowledge of a neighbor or a friend or a family member like and if you can figure out how that works in their life then great it's acceptable in their life and you don't have to you know remove them off of facebook or not talk about religion during your thanksgiving dinner for real see see i'm uh i'm working on a big plan right i'm gonna trick everyone in my family into playing dungeons and dragons okay and then once they've had a good time i'm gonna expose them be like look you've all played dnd how do you feel you devil worshiper <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy you're invited to my table when you're done with that 
I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play D and D by myself. Right. I don't know. For me, it feels like it'd be worth it. It it would totally be like if that's how my family was, it would be so worth it. Like just unveiling or like taking the mask off and being like, ha 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 ha. Guess what, bitches? Isn't it nice to have fun? Have you ever had fun before? <laughs> Congratulations. You've been duped. So what, what What about you, Adrian? You've had your steak? Yeah, What's, pretty much. Uh, I'm probably going to feed pretty? this fat to my dog in pieces. Anyways, uh, my what What do I need to what? <laughs> what? What is your pinnacle? Oh, for... Yes. Well, fuck a duck. She did a really fucking good job. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> Like I just, I hope we have cheese in every episode, like a cheese plate in every episode at some point. <laughs> that you, that listeners at home can all join in and eat cheese with. Them. Just uh, you know, my pinnacle is I want a uh, extra most best as served to my table every time I start an episode. <laughs> That's what I want. That CC's good stuff, you know, that cheap good stuff. I won't even go extravaganza. I just want the extra most bestest. I just want some Little Caesars pizza. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think, fuck, Alex, you, you, you took all the things. I listened to you. That's how you know that we're a very compatible co-host relationship. Yes, I know. I mean, she. I mean, that's what I said on Carlos's episode. Pretty much was the. Uh, do you remember? I'll probably bleep this out until we get it all officially done. Do you remember? Oh, really? Yeah, Adrian. Yeah, Alex. I'm so proud of you two for having chemistry. Isn't that nice to have in a co- in a podcast? Freaking bouncing back and forth off each other is great. Well, she so she, she knows how to fill in the spots that I fuck up, or if I get if if I go off in a ta- I don't know on a tangent. It's, <laughs> it's like I'm the adult version of Adrian that I've just had a little more life experience and. Ooh. Boo. Can wrap it all together in a pretty bow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. It's funny because it's true. It is. It is true. Unless she gets someone with ADHD, then I have to be the adult. That That's epi- true. That episode was crazy. Thanks, Skylar. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my boy, Skylar. So now let's uh, let's schedule. Uh, when when are you guys gonna come in for a playtest? We can do a one shot. You name the day. Wait, have we talked about your pinnacle? I mean, you, you kind of explained what your your plans are, right? Is that the pinnacle that you've already explained? Oh, okay. Uh, he did talk about his pinnacle. He wants to go write lore for Wizards of the Coast. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> My pinnacle is a 20-step pinnacle. So, <laughs> first. Okay, guys. Bear with me. Okay. And let's go on the ride. First, Chronotear. Published. It's a hit. Everyone wow. likes the game. Great job. Don't. I'm proud. I'm sitting on the top of indie uh, tabletop role-playing games. Right. He's on the Next front step. cover of Indie Magazine. Yes. For Indie D&D. <laughs> how, how to make a game and feel confident about it, too, by Ian Lawrence. Okay. Next step. Release a couple of... Um, expansions right really heads up guys these are just things i couldn't fit in the main book sorry i'm gonna get money off of it anyway okay next step get those microtransactions yes so 
by then, I would like to have accumulated enough money so that I may open up my own pizza shop. You're like, whoa, pizza, that's pretty far left. Bear with me. So, pizza shop. Its whole theme is very centered around uh, comic book superheroes and stuff. Like Venom Pizza, so the pizza dough is going to be black and it's going to be cheesy. And, and then you're going to have the Hulk smash pizza where the whole pizza is going to be green and just veggies only. And trust me, I have all these pizzas like planned out. The I Love You 3000, that's a cheeseburger pizza, baby. Then I'm going to make my comic book that I've been sitting on for like at least 10 years. <laughs> and then, because I'm going to get the, that Chrono Tear money, I'm a higher artist, I'm going to write the comic book. But you can buy, so the idea is this pizza place, you're going to be able to buy pizza, read comic books, and play tabletop games. All right? Then we expand. We go across America. We go across the globe. I don't know what I'm going to call this place yet, but it's going to happen. Then I turn Chrono Terra into a trading card game, much like Magic the Gathering. That's where your microtransactions come in, baby. Yes, it is. (laughs) And then... And then get a Chrono Tear video game and a comic book movie and then have my pizza uh, sponsor these big movies. Yeah. Yeah, lots of lots of money. And lots of lots of stuff for my daughter to sit on whenever daddy's long and gone. That's all I want. I just want a legacy to leave behind so my daughter would be like, oh yeah, my dad was basically Stan Lee, but with games. <laughs> I love it. That's- Games, pizza, and comic books. That's all I wanted. They're all just like kind of like hyping each other up uh, on your in your pinnacle plan. Yes, uh, that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to be a trifecta of just feeding into each other. The pizza, especially. But no, <laughs> no. But real talk, it is like I named one of the main factions after my daughter, Wins Rebellion, and they are all about fighting off the mega corporations that operate space. And <laughs> yeah, what no. a good legacy. <laughs> yes. So I was just like, no, I, I, I really, I don't know. I just, maybe it's just because I've been a heavenly burden with a creative mind, but I just, it's not, it's not about money. It's not about fame. It's not about this, that, or the other. It is purely to have said, I have left a mark by creating something good that people enjoyed. And to have my daughter be like, I never understood the game, but my dad left something. And now his grandkids and great, great grandkids and whatever, they'll be able to either live comfortably or be like, hey, my dad either coined that term for Chrono Tear or whatever, you know, because I mean, D&D wasn't expected to be too, too much, but then now it's, it's widely acclaimed, you know, so trying to take out my slice of history no for i'm long gone hell fucking yeah your slice of history like a pizza slice of history (laughs) (laughs) what's that gonna be made of full circle Uh, let's see tears blood sweat (laughs) love happiness um anger confusion uh recklessness did you just put like mdma in the pizza (laughs) Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just go on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wow, I feel like I just experienced someone's whole life. <laughs> you did. It was yours, sucking. What the hell? It's called <laughs> microdosing. 
No, I mean, it's not. It's uh, it's not really. It's it's weird. My intentions for the game have changed since I had my daughter, and it used to be it used to be about having my name just like bam. But then I had a daughter. I was like, no, I just want my daughter to know I did something. That's really all I want. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Makes my heart warm. <laughs> Look at those small victories. Listen, it's hard not to be loud about small victories, man. Hell yeah, no. You definitely don't. Hey, Wake Ian. Up. Woo. Who should we have on our podcast? Someone that you want to listen to. I want to know that. Okay. Ooh, shoot. Ooh. Okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Adrian, good job outsourcing our work. I mean, I know who I want because it's not about me all the time. I've already got some cool people in my head, but who am I missing? Like, what kind of viewpoint am I missing in my scan? And it's other people's viewpoints, so that's where I'm going to get this. But also, we're very <laughs> indecisive who's next, so there's that. <laughs> so, okay. I can be... I can talk about someone I know personally, or I could talk about both you know, people that exist. I've already mentioned his name multiple times, Leo Choi. He's really really awesome guy australian accent melt your ears like chocolate baby uh oh i'm sorry i clapped uh <laughs> it's all good it's all good can i help it let's see outside of that oh boy let me go down my list <laughs> he's got their names in his phone but he doesn't have their numbers yet Dude, i know <laughs> it's like i'm blind on it markiplier can you uh can you no we can okay. try I mean, I'll, I will fucking shoot my shot at anybody you tell me right now. I will shoot my fucking shot, okay? Okay, um, shoot your shot at Joe Rogan. <laughs> shoot your shot at... <laughs> no. the crap. Okay, but no, I would definitely say Leo. He has a very interesting perspective on... He's very methodical. And I, I found it was very interesting that his dream isn't to make a tabletop or role-playing game his dream is to uh just draw just straight up draw that's all he wants to do is draw i was like wow <laughs> i was like not what i did not expect that i don't know i don't i don't listen to a lot of people i just listen to people i know that's i'm a fine. bad person no don't worry rent, rent and link i listen to them good mythical morning Hell yeah, we'll talk to them about how to make a great duo and how to improve. I think we're pretty good. How can we be mythical? See, you never know. Boom, 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 boom. Ideas just fucking going. Just boom, 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 you know? Alex, Alex, you hearing this? You hearing this? <laughs> write this down, Alex. Alex, get write, write this like, down. I don't like Ooh. it. <laughs> oh, if, you guys, if you guys can get the get the dog who was standing in front of the, the giant uh, pit, the giant freaking sand pit, appeared in the middle of Times Square. Yeah, that'd be dope. Get him on. I can, Please. I can definitely fake that. Uh, Diana! Come here, baby. We did it. Now what's what next? What was it like to watch all those people die? What was it like? You didn't save anyone. <laughs> you just stood there and posed for pictures. You crazy evil dog. Did you hear? Did you hear? Yeah, I did. And all I heard was the same noise those people heard last before they die. <laughs> if this is uh if this is being posted afterwards uh this is a message specifically towards me um <laughs> ian have you uh talked to a publisher yet and if not why haven't you think about that Elwin needs you to okay thanks Ooh, ooh, that's a deep one Ooh. Yeah. 
There we go. I Which like... I, I have a publisher in mind. It's just a like I don't know, guys. I'm nervous because I just want to make sure everything's right. It no, just, you just gotta shoot your so shot. Weird. You gotta shoot your Watch shot. Watch that episode. Watch that episode. Watch that episode. Okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I just I need more perks and I need more guns. I can't I gotta keep making more weapons for the game. It needs <laughs> substance. No, no, because what look, they're we, gonna you're gonna have this and they're gonna they're gonna be like, Yeah, we love it, then you know that you're on the right track, but if you've like done all of this work and they're like, No, we fucking hate it, then like you were all panicky about not it not being perfect, and even though it was perfect in your mind, it still wasn't good enough for them to accept. Like that, not that I'm saying that you should stop after they tell you no, but like, like. There's somebody else it, out there that probably thinks what you're th- doing is fucking amazing, right? Yeah. But also, when you no. said perks, I thought you were like talking about like the drug perks. <laughs> I need more perks and guns, and I need to make more guns. And I'm like, okay, Ian, Ian, calm down, Ian. (laughs) This is terrible. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. So, no, you're okay. Shoot shoot your shot. Don't forget to shoot your shot. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot it. I really hope you like talking about this since you spent so much time doing it. (laughs) (laughs) He just like angrily, just like reading. He flips the paper, and you just hear. And then <laughs> this is this is the freaking guns you can expect and blah blah blah. But no, like I really wanted it to be fun. And I put in the perk double jump for Christ's sake. That is a thing you can do in this game. I don't care. <laughs> I want it to be fun. What was it? Klepto magic. So long as you can see the person's pocket, you can steal from it. That is a that is a level seven perk. It's a high perk, but it's dope. That's all it is. It's like, I don't care if it's game-breaking. There's plenty of other game-breaking things that you'll come across that will just not be fair to you either. And it's just how it works. And then once I find something too game-breaking, I, that's whenever I go, okay, let's let's shrink that down. Let's Let, make it do this. Let's thing. mod it. Let's, we got to do a little bit of modifications. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I think all I wanted was people to be able, if they wanted to ride around in a Gundam, they absolutely could. And... I just I feel like tabletop role playing games, as much as I find role playing and world building fun, I feel that um, I feel like players should also be able to have fun, especially new players. I want it to be new player friendly. Like, hey, this was a great first experience for tabletop role playing. I'm definitely interested in playing other games now. And that it was like if this could be the first door that a lot of new players open, I'd be like, I feel like it would be the right door to open for them because they'd be like. This is, this is fun. This isn't. It's not. Bo- it, the game's not bogged down with a lot of numbers. You don't have to worry about numbers. I think the only person that really has to worry about sometimes is the rep, and I, you barely have to do that. It's not. It's not bogged down by overly ridiculous like stat rolls. If you have this feat on top of this feat, it double stacks. Blah 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 blah, allowing you to do this. No, pretty much everything in the perk says it does not stack or something else like that to prevent overcomplication. Yeah, just I want people to be able to play superheroes and yeah, and have fun with it. Pretty much. Awesome, 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 awesome. All right. Anything else? Well, listen, listen, we can definitely call it Gucci, but all I know is I'm I'm probably still just gonna ramble about getting uh, our one shot set up for next week so all right well let's we will set that off at post so let's wrap this up 
All right. Oh, before oh. we leave, <laughs> we leave. You want to plug anything? in anything else? Yeah. Oh, okay. Guys, twitch.tv forward slash Niwal. That's N-A-I-W-A-L. I, I play games there, and I also do a lot of my... Whenever I'm writing or brainstorming, I'm typically streaming and just talking. Let's see. Podcast for Parcelings of Forgotten. That is at Forgotten Parse on Twitter. That's where we put most of our updates. And that's, and I guess, Chrono Tear, but there's no link for it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll get more social media on that at some point. But yeah, that's that's it. That's the only thing I can think of. Plug in. All right. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ian, again for joining us. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at Dan Degrees Pod. Send us some conversations. We would love to have further conversations with y'all. You can find us at Dan Degrees pod.com if you recommend us to your friends and family help us grow you can find us where all major podcasts are found rate us five stars otherwise your entire system will crash every time you try to listen to justin bieber's baby on spotify yeah sure it seems about a good uh bad thing to happen to them yeah, yeah, yeah. it got away from me okay it got away from me <laughs> it's okay it's i'll okay. admit it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. Go have some fun. Bye. Bye.